0: Hi guys, Um, down here doing the uh, Dad and Away Days podcast. Um, I'm on my own today, Um, as you might have heard from the first few seconds of the podcast and in the background. um, That's the sea, the English Channel, wafting up onto the uh, beach at Boscombe. We're not um, come down to Bournemouth for the uh, league game kicks off at half five, so had a morning start, early dinner time. Just before dinner time, I left uh, Failsworth. I um, just had a walk down from the ground to the beach, um, or the cliff tops above the beach. Um, just uh, quite an overcast day, cool, and a good day for a football match, I think. Um, you can see. Sit- Niall's no, not come today. He's working at the uh, NEC and um, doing his, go- his golf. So being a long trip, it's not it's not the worst one to miss. Uh, quite a long long trip, like say four or five hours on a coach. Gone quite quick really. He's do a bit, of, you know, just scrolling the internet, do a bit of reading. Um obviously lads are drinking, getting warmed up for the uh for the chanting. Um I'll carry this on at the ground and I'm just gonna head back towards the ground and try and uh, find somebody to have a chat with about, about how they've travelled down and uh aspects for the game. So um catch you, catch you up in a minute or two, okay. Um I'm stood outside the ground here now with Pete the badge. That's what you're what you called, isn't it, Pete? Yeah, a lot yeah, of them call that, you that. I'd uh, just like to ask you a quick question, of like, well, a couple of questions, really, um, about your first ever City game. What was the first ever City game you went uh, to? 19- and then what was your first away game? Uh,
1: 1955 Cup Final, and the second one was a 1956 Cup Final when Bre- Trotman was playing with a broken neck. And that's what got me interested in City, because I'm not from Manchester. I'm from Blackpool originally, even though I lived uh, fairly local now. Um, so what, ever, what was
0: your first game at Main Road?
1: Uh, I'm not sure, I think it was around about 1957. City were playing in an FA Cup replay on a Wednesday afternoon between City and Aston Villa and City were winning 3-1 at half time and they ended up losing 4-3. <laughs> <laughs> uh, typical City that, yeah, isn't well, it? I mean, I think it was around about 57.
0: Yeah. yeah. So a, a bit like me then, a bit of a glory hunter, aren't you? Joining oh, yeah. following oh, yeah. City from 55 56 yeah. I, I mean my story on the on the previous podcast we've done is um, we, when City won the league cup in 76 yeah. and then I went <laughs> yeah. in 7 my first game was 77 when yeah, yeah. obviously City finished runners up to Liverpool but, but so you, you followed City home and away so what, what do you remember of like your first away game?
1: Uh, I can't really remember if first away game, you know, I've got to tell me. Or,
0: or, or, What's your earliest memory then of an away game?
1: Uh, I can't really tell. I mean, Newcastle, of course, when we won 4-3. I remember. So you went to the famous yeah, one yeah, where we yeah, won yeah, the yeah, league yeah. in 68? Yeah, yeah, I remember all the scarves hanging in the traffic jam, hanging out Liberty. Uh, you know, hanging out the cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, I, I was born like a year before. Year before that, yeah. I was 1967. I was born. So yeah. you remember them glory days of the late oh, 60s, yeah, early yeah. 70s. Yeah. Um, yeah, but some great days, weren't there? Some great days. Some yeah. great days. Yeah. But what, what do you think of the game today, then?
1: Going to be tight, I think.
0: Yeah, after a lot of yeah, traveling to Leipzig yeah, and uh, Arsenal yeah, last week, um, Forest got quite a few away games. Got, I think it might,
1: it might go to, to goal difference in the end. You know, I don't know whether Arsenal will stay the pace, but. Some people say they won, but I, I don't know. Yeah, we, it, You never know with City. There's no easy games. Yeah. they hit and miss at the moment, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, we have a couple of good ones and a, and a yeah. bit of a wonky one, don't we? Yeah. So let's hope we get a good result was, here today. I was surprised
1: anyway. when they beat Arsenal. I mean, I went to yeah, that game. Yeah. I, uh, I, I was, you know... Yeah, it, was a pl- good, it was good wasn't it, it was pleased of course but nevertheless never yeah. surprised yeah. I didn't go to um, Forest last last week but uh, somebody who went would telling him it should have been five mil up just yeah
0: yeah 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 <laughs> it was a <laughs> bit of a daft one it was like an old FA Cup uh, an old FA Cup type yeah site, yeah, I yeah but yeah let's, uh, let's hope we get a good result today anyway
1: yeah so. well
0: we'll just see alright ok thanks for meeting yeah, and uh, enjoying it yeah, yeah thank you Hi guys, just on my way back Um, Just been dropped off off On the coach at Denton Roundabout on the M60 It's a long journey back from uh, Bournemouth But uh, good result In the end I thought we started off A little bit slow Sort of not wanting to go forward Just keeping possession But played our way into it Got a bit lucky with the uh, first goal. Great ball by uh, Gundogan and then Foden. Has it nicked off his toes as he's getting to the goal. Ireland then. So we're thinking that one's going in. Then Ireland it. it. We're thinking that one's going in. That still do not go in. And then, <laughs> Luckily Alvarez is uh, there just to finish it off. And give us a one goal lead. And then from there, Ireland gets the second one. Again, another another good finish, and then a bad pass from uh, one of their players to Foden. Unlike last week when he he sort of the ball bobbled, I thought last week, and he tried to put it off to Harland and we missed. And uh, you know this week he did similar chance, and this one he puts in. So you know different week, different story. Um, like you say. Uh, Second half, we just sort of bossed the game. It was always going to peter out, I think. He's made some changes, Pep, and uh, trying to keep people fresh and fit. I mean, no De Bruyne for the second game. Um, Hopefully, he was on the bench warming up. You know, Bernardo's had a rest this week. So, we can go to Bristol in the FA Cup on two different competition. Hopefully, we'll uh, progress in that one as well. And we got a bigger one than Newcastle in the league next week at home. Again, lay another marker down, hopefully, and then, uh, then it's Champions League again. Then we'll see where we go from there. But, you know, it was great. Good atmosphere today. First half, yeah, so-so. Obviously celebrating the goals. But then second half, you know, unlike um, probably the Leipzig game in midweek when everyone's been on the beer all day, I mean, whether they had been drinking all day or not, um, I don't know, but they, they got the song going in the second half, a few of the songs, and they they just kept it going. You know, Grealish at one point, the ball's out of play. Oh, a guy was injured, or they were making a sub, or whatever, and he's right in front of the away fans, because it is quite a small ground Bournemouth. we've not really spoke much about, about it. It's... It's... Uh, I mean, we don't get a big allocation. We only get about 1,200 tickets, and we're always on the last day of sale to get one. Well, we didn't go about the first. I just looked at the fixtures on the 11B11. um in, you know, of the modern era. I mean, I went there in the 80s for... Uh, I think we are in the second division. Um, I think we won 2-0. One 2-0, that was a draw, but I, th- I think we won 2-0. Around about the time that... Uh, Harry Redknapp was a the manager there. I think he, he, he beat United famously in a FA Cup tie 2 um, 0, knocked them out quite early. I don't even know if United were holders around about then. Um might have been about 86 or something like that. And uh, I'd like say Harry Redknapp was a manager. And uh, But we played them. I went down there with Dave in the car. It was, it was a long drive, but it always has been. <laughs> um, but in the, in the sort of modern era, we, I don't think, me and Niall didn't go to the about the first two or three times we played them. We played them twice and then um, there was a famous Raheem Sterling last minute winner. We didn't go to that because c- again we, d- we just didn't quite get a ticket. Um, so the first time we went was a Monday night game. and I remember Niall, not uh, g- kicking off, but he was going a bit mad with it. You know, how can we get a ticket now for a Monday night? You can't get a bank holiday Monday ticket because everyone goes down for the weekend. But we get them for a Monday night where people are picking and choosing when to go. But we got that one. I think that was Azusa, a 1-0 win in the end. Um, and then we went to the next one. <laughs> I think that was a 2-0 win or 2-1, it might have been. Um and then, obviously, this one, now's not gone, and I've gone and we've won this. But, again, we're unbeaten against them um, in the modern era. I think the best we've got is a couple of draws in, in fact. Um, and I think even that was years ago. I don't think it's, it's been since about 2015. But one thing that gets me with the ground, it's a nice little small ground, really. In the old days, it was standing up behind the goal, but now we have a section along the side un- underneath the camera. So if you're watching it on TV, the City fans are to the left of the camera. uh, They're looking down about a third of the length of the pitch. Now I don't like to moan about the allocation, it is what it is. You get whatever percentage it is of the ground, so it's only about 1,200 tickets. But for me, I can't understand why they're not allowed to go into the Premier League with such a small ground. Because if you were in a non-league team in England, you wouldn't be allowed in the league without so many seats, certain facilities, your know, floodlights, etc., your know, clubhouse, sort of probably certain type of changing room. I I don't know what the actual rules are. You know, they're not laws of football, but there'll be rules over certain. You know, we've got to have certain things in place. You're not allowed in in the league, but being a, a football league club you're allowed in the Premier League with only a 12,000 capacity. I can't see how they can compete against likes United, Newcastle, City, Liverpool, Arsenal, with Tottenham even, yeah, with 50, 60,000-seater stadiums. They've only got a 12,000-seater. I mean, I know it's all down to TV money because they get the TV money It's of the same as everyone else and obviously the clubs near the... Near the top of the league, get it. Um, you know they get more appearance money and more money for finishing higher, higher in the league. But if they have a good season and finishing top half, you know they'll earn quite a bit of money. Probably more money than some mid-table Italian, Spanish clubs, you know, German clubs, you know, with the TV money. So it is. I mean, you're going about City being sort of ruining football, but I mean it's uh, the sort of Premier League. Really, and the the growth of it, which is great, but you know it's distorting. I mean, I do have a bit of sympathy for the Tabas guy from Oliger. It does distort European football. How can Bournemouth make maybe more money than, I'll say, an AC Milan or a Lazio or somebody like that? You know, a, a big, a big club with a, a bigish, you know, a long history. You know. But, I mean, Bournemouth have got history, but <laughs> most of their history has been in the lower divisions. So it just annoys me, that. I mean, I, I always tell the Hoffenheim story. You know, we went there in the Champions League a few seasons ago. Um, and they're the small ground. They're probably smaller than Bournemouth, maybe 6,000. If you look where Hoffenheim is in uh, in Germany. And they, they were told when they're... they're, they're Whoever it was t- took over that club. If you want to get into the Bundesliga, you need a minimum thirty thousand seat of stadium. So basically, the guy b- built a stadium close to the motorway. It's a little bit like Stoke. The, the place is, you know, an industrial area, um, just off, the, off one of the main motorways in Germany, with a little sort of. Pitch. I think the youth team played there. I think I went to the the main game, but I didn't go to the kids game. Nice big museum there, actually. in Offenheim. Uh, you know, if you like your military history and uh, cars and planes and Russian tanks, there was all sorts. Even some cycling memorabilia in the museum. Spent a good afternoon there, wandering around. But but yeah, you know they built. The stadium, they got into the Champions League, played one or two seasons in the Champions League with a 30,000 seat stadium. Now, why weren't Bournemouth told that when they look like they might be coming up? Or any club should know, you know, they should be made to play either in a, you know, they could be play at Southampton or Portsmouth or wherever, you know, to fulfil these rules so we would get more tickets. I mean, when you look at, I'll post some pictures on the Instagram account. Um, of the the ground and surrounding area and they've they've built a new training ground they've got good training facilities there next to um, Bournemouth ground but they just don't um, you know, there's a big enough area I think to to build a stadium next to it you know, and then we would get a bigger allocation and there wouldn't be a scramble for tickets Um, it it is one I don't really look forward to trying to get a ticket for, because it's flip of a coin whether we get one or not. So, um, you know, it'd be good to see the back of them and get a, a team up like Burnley again, where you get a bigger allocation, uh, somewhere a little bit nearer. Because again, we've got trips coming up to Palace. You know, we've got Brighton away later in the year. We've got Southampton away, you know. The good sort of five, so you know, it's now it's quarter to one in the morning. You know, i set off the. Uh, I think half ten the coach left. Sort of yesterday morning, and now we're on Sunday morning, quarter to one. So, um, but yeah, overall a good trip, and uh, keep the pressure on Arsenal, and uh, see how see how how they do now uh, over the coming weeks. Hopefully now we've United have got a game in under us because they don't play till later today at Wembley. You know they have their day out, but. Hopefully Newcastle might be able to win their first trophy since beating us in 1955. So Our first domestic trophy, I think they won a European trophy uh, since then. But uh, yeah, we'll see how we go. We're due to, there'll be another podcast on Tuesday for the Bristol game. I don't know if anybody's gone from uh, Leipzig to Bournemouth and then straight on to Bristol. I think if I was retired I might have done that over a... Over the week, rather than going back to my coming backwards and forwards to Manchester, but uh, I'm pretty sure the players are going to be feeling it. I'm feeling it. Can't wait to get in bed and uh, get some sleep, <laughs> sleep for a week. But like the uh, Bon Jovi song, i sleep when I'm dead." I think that bit, that's the uh, bit to me now of the next few days. But we've got a home game at weekend. Look forward to that. See the charges. see if they win, bring their first trophy, well, our trophy back with them, the League Cup. That'd be good if they did win it, <laughs> you know, have a bit of banter about that. They probably won't be singing about where's the European Cup, but obviously they're in the race for the top four. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Oh, yeah, overall a good day out, good day, I think everyone enjoyed it, good result, um, and uh, keep marching on, so... As we normally finish with Niall, I'll say up the blues for Niall and uh, we'll see everybody Tuesday, so up the blues.